You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm so glad you're here. Today, friends, we're talking about hormones, which, man, is a topic that a lot of people are interested in right now. And it's I think we're just all kind of realizing our hormones play a very large role in our lives and our well-being. And so I'm sitting down with Dr. Cassie Wilder, the founder and the doctor at Minneapolis Integrative Medicine here in the Twin Cities. Dr. Cassie is my, I'll call her my doctor. I'm not currently seeing her because I've been healed by her, but she is amazing. I'm so grateful I found her about a year ago. So if hormone imbalance is something that you've thought about before, maybe you've kind of questioned if this was something that you're experiencing, today is a great episode to really dive in. We talk about the symptoms, we talk about what causes it, you know, things you can do to prevent hormonal imbalance, and just kind of know that you're not alone, that this is definitely a, a process and something that many of us women experience. So I wanted to share a little about my journey with hormonal imbalance and why it's an, it's a topic that I'm really interested in. So after the birth of my second daughter, Rory, I really noticed that my body didn't feel the way it used to. And I wasn't like exactly sure how to pinpoint what that meant, right? Like I didn't feel like my energy was exactly the same. I felt like, you know, my digestive system was off. Um, I finally started to eat meat again. So I hadn't been eating meat for like, oh my gosh, like 15, 16 years. And after, you know, while I was breastfeeding Rory, I was so depleted. I like, my, you know, one of my doctors was like, well, let's try eating meat again and see what happens. And that, that helped a little, but I started to realize that like, this was a bigger issue than I, I had really understood. And the biggest marker for the the hormonal issues and ultimately gut issues is that my skin, my my acne was terrible. Like my face was covered, especially in the cheeks area, which is also often indicative of gut issues. So I'd been seeing a number of different energy practitioners, homeopathic remedies, really like going down the alternative route. And I finally was just like, I need to find someone who can do you know, some blood work for me, like do some investigative work into the gut and see what's going on. So I found Dr. Cassie and immediately she's like, okay, here we go. Here's what the issue is. And I explained all my symptoms, you know, acne, adrenal issues, feeling super fatigued. Um, I was having rashes, like all these things. And she's like, it sounds like candida. And candida is essentially yeast overgrowth in the gut. And then when we started to, you know, we actually did a, a blood panel. We looked at the hormones that was also very off, like cortisol was super low, and I was showing some symptoms of PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, wasn't having a regular cycle. Anyways, this is a year ago. This is March 2020. So in the midst of the beginning of the pandemic, she's like, all right, we got to go on a candida diet. We're going to use these supplements. We're going to clear up that gut, and then we're going to address the hormonal issues. And a candida diet, if you're not familiar, is it like sucks. It was... (laughs) It was so hard because I had to really cut out sugars and um, vinegars and things that that feed the yeast. So, you know, cutting out bread, cutting out dairy. Essentially, it's essentially like Whole30, but you also can't have fruit. So it was like, it was, we were, I was committed. The hardest was for me was like in the midst of this pandemic situation, you know, everybody's like... (laughs) like kind of playfully day drinking and I like I can't touch it cannot touch alcohol but here's the good news everybody it's 
attacked that candida immediately and I was able to start working into the hormonal issues. So we addressed the gut issues, got to the hormonal issues. And a year later, now March 2021, I feel so good. I was able to get energy back. My skin cleared up. The rashes went away. My digestive system is back to normal. I can eat pretty much anything. I found a few triggers that that still kind of cause me issues, but I know that about my body and I just avoid those. And it feels so good to know, you know, that my my body can, it's possible to feel good. Even in this postpartum, I mean, like not really postpartum anymore, but, you know, after children, you don't have to feel awful. So I am so grateful to Dr. Cassie to the process of integrative medicine, which really digs down and finds the root causes of our symptoms. So today, Cassie's going to talk about, again, some of these areas that we experience in hormonal imbalance. Um, I highly recommend working with her. If you're in the Twin Cities, you can see her in person. If not, she does a lot of Zoom work as well. So check out all of her information in the show notes. And a huge shout out today, a thank you to our sponsor for our show, Odell. So Odell is a Twin Cities-based shampoo and conditioner clean beauty product that I'm literally obsessed with. I've been using it for a long time, well, since they kind of started. And I'm so excited to be partnering with them. All listeners of this show get 15% off their order using the code Yoga Magic. All right, everybody, let's get to our conversation with Dr. Cassie Wilder of Minneapolis Integrative Medicine. This is the magic, I think, of integrative medicine is because it's really like everything. So <laughs> tell listeners who you are and what you do. <laughs> yeah. I am Dr. Cassie Wilder, and I am a naturopathic doctor, and I focus on women's health and hormones, including our female hormones, estrogen and progesterone, what makes us women, uh, and also thyroid hormone, adrenal hormones, and everything in between. I also love your gut too. It's all connected. Um, all connected. So I treat the whole person, but I have been practicing here in the Twin Cities since 2017, and I am the owner of Minneapolis Integrative Medicine Center. We are in Northeast Minneapolis. Here's oh. part, another reason why I just like really appreciate you is that you're, we're about the same age. So like, you're like, I don't know why yep. this is like helpful, but like sometimes going to a doctor that's like way older than me and ha- happens to be male, I don't always like resonate with. And then also your mom, you, you get like this, you get like what we are in right now. <laughs> yep. The thick of it. In, I feel you're like in the I- thick. <laughs> <laughs> I got initiated into the momhood nine and a half months ago, almost 10 months ago. So not that that makes any doctor that isn't those things. No, you know, but it's been, it's been a very eye-opening initiation. I will just like throw that out there. Very eye-opening initiation. Yeah. We bond, we bond over it and it's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell listeners what integrative medicine is. I know, so kind of to back up, Dr. Danielle was on the show and she talked about her experience um, getting into this into this world. And I feel like, every, you know, you guys have different perspectives. So what is integrative medicine and how did you get into it? Yeah, so I have always wanted to be a doctor since I was little, like very, very little. I've always wanted to be a doctor. When Legally Blonde came out, I wanted to be Elle Woods and realized yeah. like being a lawyer was not my forte, <laughs> but uh, then switched back to medicine. So I've always been on that trajectory to be a doctor. Um, I studied a lot of sciences in high school. I studied, I went to pre-med in undergrad and actually um, through my husband, then boyfriend's fraternity, their fraternity director was a gastroenterologist at the local hospital in Ames, Iowa. And he was such a nice guy. He let me actually come with him on rounds. And I, so I rounded with him for a total of eight months. It was supposed to just be like a couple of times, but we just kind of jived and um, I really enjoyed learning from him. And so we did, saw a lot of colonoscopies, saw a lot of procedures, but I think what it ultimately really boiled down to is that I realized the type of doctor that I wanted to be and the type of the doctor that I want, the medicine I wanted to practice was not in the system, was not what he did. Like gastroenterology was not looking at microbiomes. It was not looking at leaky gut. It was not asking about food. It was not asking about, you know, how you exercise. And I think I was really, really disappointed in that because I had medicine on this like huge pedestal. And I, it was like, it was the Mecca, right? Like you freaking made it if you were a doctor. And when I saw 
what he was doing, it really let me down. And I eventually, after that eight months, I told my mom and my then, and Sam, my then boyfriend, I'm quitting. I'm withdrawing all my applications. I'm canceling my interviews. I know I took the MCAT four times, but I'm not doing this. I can't be that person. I can't be that doctor. And everyone was so mad at me, but I became a chiropractic assistant in Mobile, Alabama, where Sam was living at the time. And I met another naturopathic doctor at a conference I attended working as a chiropractic assistant. And just listening to her, I've never been so like hypnotized or like magnetized to someone in my entire life. And she was talking about how to use nutrients to push biochemistry and how I think specifically it was something, it was something along the lines of like the methylation cycle and the Krebs cycle and how different diseases could make nutrients deficient and how it could affect your mitochondria and biochemistry in that respect. And I just remember sitting there being like, yes, how do I tell someone to take more B12 and like, I will cure their problems. Like how that is, that is me. That's my jive. And so I, I cornered her and actually we were getting on we were getting on the shuttle back to the hotel from the conference center and she was sitting there alone and i literally walked up to her and sat down next to her and i was like hi i'm cassie and i want to be you how do i be you and she we just chatted and it was great and so i found my calling into naturopathic medicine went did my four years and i think learning uh like that type of medicine like that's who i was supposed to be And what I've, so I guess like what is integrative medicine, essentially during school, we learned all the ologies, cardiology, gastroenterology, urology, whatever, gynecology, we learned all of them. And at the same time we were in class learning about like hypertension medication or how to properly diagnose someone with something. And what was the first medication to start? We were also learning oh, here's this dietary strategy you could use with this person. Here's an, here's an herb that could really help lower their blood pressure that won't interact with any of these medications. Here's how you can motivational interview this person to get them to make dietary changes and get them to exercise more. And did you know that if you sat in the sauna for 20 minutes, it'll actually lower your blood pressure for 30 minutes after you get out? That's the stuff we were learning in school. And I felt just like, this is, these are my people. This is what I'm supposed to do. And so that to me is integrative medicine. And that's what we do. So we use the best of Western medicine, run all the blood work, do all the imaging, establish a diagnosis, figure out what's going on with people, and then find the root cause using that type of medicine. We use the root cause and then applying a lot of these holistic alternative therapies to that, to that Western diagnosis. And I mean, those alternative therapies could be diet, they could be exercise, they could be therapy counseling, Mm -hmm. they could be supplements where you're using high dose nutrients, they could be anything, but you're applying these really, you know, breath work, you know, all of it, all of the stuff, all of it could, and you're just applying all of that to a Western diagnosis and really working with the root cause to address that. So that's what I view integrative medicine as. Um, And then what I, I know we had chatted about like, what is not integrative medicine? Yeah, This really yeah. fires me up. It's just <laughs> using a natural therapy to treat your symptoms. Like that is not, that is not integrative medicine. Like there are a lot of herbs that are really good for period cramps, right? Like ginger, cramp bark, wonderful things that you can take for periods. But if you're not also addressing the root cause of why you have painful right. periods in the first place, you're just practicing green allopathy. You're just taking a pill for a symptom. You're just covering it up. And so that to me is not integrative medicine, but I feel very strongly that that's what's happening because that's, that's easy, right? Like ginger is great. Yeah, it's cheap. It's right on the shelf and that'll treat your period cramps and you can just see you later, right? That's, that's Mm -hmm. easy medicine. And I feel like that's, what's being practiced most often. And that is not that is not integrative medicine. That is, that's not, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. not how it's supposed to be. And it's true to, you know, state. So, um, yeah, did that, did that answer your question? I'm just like, all right. So many questions percolating and I'm just like (laughs) so darn grateful that this even exists. And it's funny that we think of like, (laughs) we think of nutrition as an alternative therapy, alternative, you know, thing. (laughs) like what that should be the, at the forefront. And it's, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like getting flashbacks, Cassie, as we're talking, because I grew up, my dad's a chiropractor. 
we have always just been weird. Like we've just always very much function in a, I don't want to say like Eastern Western. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't think they're just like, we were just a little bit different than what like traditional medicine was living in. And I would get, you know, I'd like, even as an adult, like I'll go to my OB or my midwife and I'll be like, you know, like talking about the weird things that I do. And even they'll sort of like roll their eyes at me. So it's, it's frustrating that this is an issue. However, I do feel like just based on even like how popular and how people are looking for people like you, that this is changing. Like, do you feel that this is like, we're going to the root of these issues versus just medicating everybody? Yes, it is absolutely changing. It is absolutely going towards more of this, um, this way of thinking. I mean, even when big hospital systems now are creating an integrative medicine center and integrative medicine clinic, like they're seeing it, they're, they're seeing a need. And I think where people, where they are getting the message is through dollars is because and through, I mean, what their little feedback forms, you've gone to the doctor and then got these little emails that are rate your experience on a scale of one to five, you know? And then people are saying, my practitioner doesn't listen to me. My practitioner gives me bad advice. My practitioner shuns me off and tells me that I'm fine when I don't feel fine. Like these systems are getting this feedback and I think it's changing. But I also don't feel like the current system is set up to change. I don't think we can change what we what is established and how it's established. I think we need something completely different. Like we need a completely different model and a completely different system of healthcare to tackle a lot of modern day problems. Mm-hmm. So that's like a whole nother soapbox yeah, we'll and a glass of wine that we can get on. Yeah. Please. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I kind of, when I was talking to Dr. Danielle, I was sort of asking about that just even like around equity and, you know, just health for everyone, but it's, it's a huge topic, um, which we're not going to get into today. We're talking about hormones, which thank you is <laughs> another area that like, is just, I mean, people are dealing with this, especially yeah. women with hormone imbalance. And it's a bummer because it really affects, a, you know, our lives, the way we feel, how we function, what we're doing. So I want to dive into this a little and it, you know, really kind of from a selfish (laughs) perspective and then I've been there, I've done this and I've worked with you for over a year and I'm a new person, like a new physical person because I was able to really, you and I are together, we're able to dive into this. Um, But it wasn't, I will not say that it was easy. Like this is long game change, right? You're making major changes to your diet and your routines and all these things. So we're talking about, you know, hormone imbalance first, like how does someone know if they have a hormone imbalance? Like what, what are some of the symptoms that's, that might show up? Yeah, honestly, I talk to women a lot and I ask them a lot of questions and have them explain to me in like grotesque detail, all the ins and outs of their lives. But the things that are the most weird to me when it's spoken out loud and I hear them and they've actually said it. And I'm like, that's, that's not a concern to your, what's, what's your main concern. Oh, um, so I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll touch on that in just a second. So I would say the biggest things that people like are thinking about and what get them into my door and into my chair is going to be hair loss. Mm. The fact that they're gaining a lot of weight or they've put in a lot of effort and they're not losing weight. Right. Um, anxiety is going to be a huge one. Um, whether they have anxious thoughts or anxious feelings, they can't calm themselves down once they've gotten to more of like a sympathetic overdrive state, mm-hmm. um, or acne. Those are yes. going to be yes. the biggest things that will get people into, into my office. But honestly, the most weird stuff that people tell me is like their period symptoms. People have zero idea what's not normal. Like no idea that what they've been going through every single month is just like insane. And what I mean by that is the like heaviness of their cycle, mm-hmm. having a lot of estrogen and low progesterone will thicken up that endometrial layer of your uterus, the one that gets shed every month and make it really nice and juicy, except for when your bleeding time comes around and it will shed. And you have, you know, if you're reef, like if you're emptying out your diva cup, every three hours, every four hours, that's very heavy. That's a really heavy, that's Mm -hmm. a really heavy cycle. If you can picture like in your brain, a, in your 
week long cycle in like five days, you should really only be bleeding about five to seven regular saturated tampons. I have women telling me that they're doing like three or four supers a day and that they're saturated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that they're completely saturated and that they're, they're having to not changing them just for sanitary purposes. And that's, they're like, Oh, that's, but that's normal for me. That's been happening forever. Forever. You know? Yeah. And to me, that's bananas or having cloths that are like as big of a silver dollar that come out. That's bananas. And also um, cramping. I should be able to be doing this podcast episode and having like menstrual cramps at the same time. And you should never know. Like there shouldn't really be a misstep in what I'm saying. Yeah, I might have this like twinge and I, you can might see it in my body language that I'm having like a little bit of a uterine cramp, but it shouldn't, it should not, you know, completely wipe you out for the rest right. of the day. Um, and then other PMS symptoms of like the anxiety, the irritability, the acne, Um, those are all really not normal, but I feel like people are so accustomed to them and that it's, they're like, well, that's my normal. That's just what happens to me every single month. But to me, that's like alarming, right? Mm -hmm. This is so eye opening, And I'm thinking too, like, is part of the reason that we don't really know what's normal is because we've all been on birth control for most of our lives and didn't really have normal periods. We have no idea. (laughs) Excuse me why I step on my second soapbox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, we have literally been using a medication that has suppressed our entire hormonal system for decades. For decades, you have suppressed an entire piece of your biochemistry that makes you a woman. That makes, I mean, every every month you go through these huge ups and downs of of your estrogen and then your progesterone and you get these spikes of LH and FSH and they come back down and your entire month, your entire 28 to 30 days is a huge roller coaster of hormones and oral contraceptive pills, birth control pills completely suppress that entire biochemistry. Mm-hmm. And women are doing it from age 14 to age 26 mm-hmm. and have no, they have, they have no idea what's happening. And then what's essentially happening is they're coming off of it after they you know, graduate college or they're ready to start having babies at some point, or they have read things on social media. You know, they follow some doctors that I come to the top of my mind that, you know, write books about being off the pill, et cetera. And they just expect their body to just bounce back within like one month or two months. And that's not what's happening. That's not what we're seeing. And it's also, you don't even get a chance to figure out who you are or what your hormones look like or what your body normal is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. What do we, okay. I'm thinking about like my daughters, what are they going to utilize for birth control? Like, what can I do as a conscious parent to advocate for their choices in life and really encourage them to explore other op- options than just birth control? I think that the, what I, I don't have a daughter. I want a daughter really bad. If I don't ever have one, I'll take one of yours. Yes, please. And <laughs> I would just, I would, I would early and often teach them about their month, teach them about their hormones, teach them about how their body changes. Like, okay, you might have some, you know, different feelings about boys halfway through the month. You might feel a little bit more, you know, sexually motivated to touch yourself or look at yourself in the mirror. Like you might have those feelings or your body might make you feel that way. You know, your cervical mucus might change. It might look a little bit more sticky, or you might see a little bit more in your underwear during this time of the month is actually when you can get pregnant. So if, so just teaching, I just teaching them, I guess I'm, you know, maybe beating a dead horse here, but teaching them early, teaching them often about what your body is designed to do, what it's supposed to do, what that normal looks like and when to avoid, if their plans are to avoid getting pregnant, how to do that. And I don't, I don't have teenage girls. I've never raised teenage girls. I don't know what that looks like. So I can't speak from experience, but I just think that if we can teach our children about what our bodies are supposed to do, they don't have to be so afraid to ask and they don't have to just blindly walk around um, not knowing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I'm in total agreement. And, and yeah, <laughs> this is a topic yeah. that's on my mind a lot. It's like, when my kids, what are they going to do with like birth control? Okay, yeah. Side note, but um, <laughs> okay. So we know kind of what it looks like. What are the triggers? Like what sends somebody off into an imbalance of their hormones? 
Yeah. I would say what can't be a trigger? There can be so many different ones. Um, I well, let's, let's like pick a couple of like the big ones. I think one of my big triggers that I've already touched on is going to be the birth control pills. Like, honestly, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a birth control hater. I think that there's a time and a place there's an informed choice and there's an informed decision. And if that is the correct decision for you, I am the first person to find you the PCP to prescribe it to you. Mm -hmm. Right. I am, I am your cheerleader, no matter what your decision is, but informed choice is going to be the biggest thing. You should be told that it will suppress your hormones, that your pill bleeds are not real bleeds, that when you take the white little placebo pills and you know blood comes out of your vagina, that's not a period. I think that that's going to be a big trigger for hormonal imbalances. It sh- it messes with the brain, it messes with the ovaries and completely suppresses that piece. So I think that's a really big trigger. We're also finding it um, will raise things like um, sex hormone binding globulin and sex hormone binding globulin binds your testosterone and doesn't allow it to be unbound. And so a lot of women, when they come off the pill, they're, you know, I have low libido or I've gained a lot of weight and I can't seem to lose it. Testosterone is a big piece of our metabolism. It's a huge piece of um, our ambition and drive and motivation. You know, it's the hormone that spikes right around ovulation and it makes you feel good. You, I think you're the one that said like, it makes you feel magnetic, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you feel really um, attractive and feel attractive and be attractive. And so I think hormonal contraceptives are a huge trigger for hormonal imbalance. I also think that your gut looking at your digestive system is a huge, huge trigger and not one that a lot of conventional docs, I'm sure that a lot of the functional medicine docs also would, you know, believe me or are in the same camp as me, but gut inflammation is going to be a huge one. So whether that be leaky gut or intestinal permeability, that's going to be a big one. That leaky gut causing a lot of nutrient deficiencies that you can't absorb or you can't assimilate, that's going to be causing a lot of hormone issues. And then that leaky gut causing food allergens or food intolerances, Mm -hmm. which are going to send your immune system into overdrive, creating a lot of histamines. And those histamines are very inflammatory. So that's going to be huge. I also think in terms of gut stuff, we're like having irregular bowel movements. So whether that be Mm -hmm. uh, constipation or diarrhea, you are increasing or decreasing the nervous stimulation to your GI and messing with toxin clearance. You're messing with the immune system being created. You're messing with a huge piece of your body. And I think that the gut is one of the big places where I look at when it comes to hormone imbalance and what are triggers for estrogen dominance or how's inflammation playing into this? Oh, you're severely nutrient deficient. Let's look at the place where it's supposed to be absorbed. So that's going to be to me a huge trigger or a huge place to look. Okay, we're taking a quick break to talk about another amazing self-care product and our newest sponsor, Odell. So Odell is its seriously the best shampoo and conditioner ever, and there's so many reasons. I mean, one of them being that it makes my hair look super healthy and amazing. Um, but let me just tell you a little about the brand because I'm so excited to partner with them. Odell was co-founded by three Minneapolis-based working moms looking to solve the problem of a cluttered shower. Seriously, like why is there wasn't there a product that was high performance, color safe, natural fragrance, clean, but like not so expensive that you had to hoard it for yourself. So they created Odell, which is clean, inclusive, fancy hair care, but not too fancy to share for you and your family. I have the volumizing shampoo and conditioner and my whole family uses it. It works for us all. It's clean enough for my kids. It's low maintenance for my husband. It's gender neutral and it's super high quality for me. And it's affordable. Nothing tops $12. You can get Odell online or at Target. But if you wanna use our exclusive discount, head on over to odellbeauty.com in the month of April and use code YOGAMAGIC for 15% off of your order. There's some amazing new products in there some styling gel, a little um, air dryer styler, which I've been using quite frequently. So again, if you use code YOGAMAGIC, you get 15% off your order in the month of April at odellbeauty.com. That's O-D-E-L-E beauty.com. We talk about 
the root cause of these issues, but there's some, I mean, they're kind of layered, right? Like there's, okay, Ashley, you have major inflammation in your body. I can see this in your histamine markers and food allergies and candida and hormonal issues because of it. However, like once we get there, you get through those layers in you know a good amount of time. Yeah. And then you're like, over here, I'm like eating all the things and feeling so good. Like, what is this life? Like I can eat whatever, not whatever I want, but like you just, I, I'm just like actually shocked at this, like the simplicity of it, but also the, like how complicated it is at the same time. Yeah. I also think that a big piece of functional medicine is the fact that there's so many layers. It can be extremely overwhelming. It can. I mean, someone comes into you and you're like, you have adrenal fatigue. Your progesterone is also really low. It doesn't look like you ovulate on a regular basis. You've got candida and you've probably got a lot of environmental exposures. And they're looking at you like WTF, where do I start? And I think that's a big piece about my job. It's not just uncovering the root cause, but being someone's guide and mm-hmm. being able to say, all right, this is the most compelling. This is where we should start. This is going to make a huge difference. No, we're not going to touch your hormones yet. We're going to focus on your gut. We'll get back there. Just trust me. We'll get back there. But doing this will help that. And knowing where to start is, I think, the biggest piece of functional medicine because it is so overwhelming to a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. So someone comes into you, they describe their symptoms. You identify there's some hormonal issues via blood work, um, perhaps look into the microbiome you know, all, which is a wild poop test. I've done one of those <laughs> <laughs> very eye-opening experience. Like, um, yeah, here for the poop test. And then, um, <laughs> then you start to treat it in some way, shape or form. Like what is, I know treatment is, is obviously very broad, but like in general, are there ways to treat your hormonal issues? Like, what do you go to? Yeah, I would say that if there is outstanding gut issues, if that is really sounds like the biggest piece of why it might be imbalanced, I just go there. I'll put Mm -hmm. progesterone treatment, I'll put estrogen treatment just on the back burner and we'll get there. But I will kind of pick, like you said, like uh, what is, like I said, the most glaring factor. Um, I'm like thinking to myself, oh my gosh, where would I start? Because there's a thousand places that I would Mm -hmm. start and it kind of depends. But if I had to classify the most common hormonal imbalance that I have and how would I go about treating it, it's going to be adrenal fatigue or low cortisol values first thing in the morning who that stops women from ovulating or puts a lot of stress in that uh, brain to ovary pathway or puts a lot of stress on their ovaries and they're just not producing a lot of progesterone. That's going to be probably the number one thing that I see on a day-to-day basis And for them, I'm going to focus most of my work on the adrenals. We're going to incorporate meditation. We're going to talk about traumas, or that's actually a question I ask on my questionnaire. Have you experienced any past traumas? And I'm going to send them to a trauma-informed therapist, or we're going to talk about, you know, other um, energetic modalities that Mm -hmm. I I don't do, but that are going to be extremely helpful in releasing a lot of that stress from their body. Um, We're going to look at everything, anything and everything that's going to treat these adrenals. Right. And then we'll treat the progesterone because if you don't get the adrenals under control, there is no way in heck that I'm going to be able to treat your progesterone and make it work. Mm -hmm. And adrenals is what controls the, you said cortisol release like in the morning. And that's ultimately like the energy and you want it high in the morning and it starts to kind of diminish throughout the day in a normal Correct. Okay. Yep. And a nice, even swoop throughout the day and then get really low at night. Mm -hmm. And that's what's normal. And a lot of people will say, oh, you know, I, my adrenals must be fatigued. My cortisol must be so high, but that's actually only stage one adrenal fatigue. Stage one adrenal fatigue is when the adrenals are outputting so much cortisol that it's craziness, but that's not sustainable. You can't be in overdrive for very long until your body starts to decrease the amount of cortisol that you create. And it just goes down and down and down and down. And we can see that on blood levels or even salivary levels. Dutch will also test, like the Dutch hormone test will also test for your adrenals. And you'll see a, um, a day, a morning before noon and afternoon and night of someone who's in just 
I call it hot mess status of <laughs> adrenal fatigue and they're flatlined. Their cortisol is just flatlined all throughout the day. And it's those women who have stopped ovulating, who have stopped mm-hmm. making progesterone. Their body is so tired. It can't make cortisol. They're having the most awful periods. They can't get out of the bed in the morning. They're probably anxious or depressed. And most of the time they're coming in for weight concerns, which is a valid concern. But at that point, their biochemistry is working against them. And there's no way that they're going to be able to start losing weight until you fix these other problems. So then with those women, do you use supplements? Do they go to medications or like, what is it that they would do? I usually do supplements. Um, I would find that most of my patients actually would prefer not to be on medications Mm -hmm. or would just are kind of looking for an alternative to medications. And so I do, I use a lot of herbs. We got two years of Western herbalism in school and it's my favorite by Mm -hmm. far. Um, and so I will start with, um, more stimulating herbs for those patients. You know, ashwagandha is wonderful and I would recommend that all day, every day. It's just very gentle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you have to take a lot of ashwagandha to make it more of a potent and that's expensive and it's a lot of work. So sometimes I'll just use the more stimulating herbs, a little bit more potent of herbs. Um, We'll use nutrients. So your adrenals really love um, pantothenic acid. Your adrenals love vitamin C. And I mean, really all the B vitamins. And so we'll do a lot of vitamin therapy, a lot of uh, herbal therapy, and then also sometimes glandulars. If the patient needs an adrenal glandular, we'll go that far to do that. What does that mean? So a glandular, you've probably heard of thyroid glandular, like nature, Throid, armor, West Throid. Okay. Um, there is such a thing as adrenal glandular. That's a non-medication. It's a supplemental form that they've taken a adrenal gland from, um, I think they're from cows mm-hmm. and they will freeze dry them and package them up into a pill and you take them. You can them. Okay. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just saying you have like some friends, like a number of friends. That I, I send so many people away. I like, like so busy and I'm sorry if it's like, Hey, every friend out there, like go see Dr. Cassie, but I just don't I just feel so strongly that we don't have to feel like shit. Like you don't have to wake up in the morning and have your cortisol low and like, and then it just deplete the rest of the day. I mean, that was sort of what I was experiencing is like, I'd start on an emptier tank. And by the end of the day, I was like, I can't even, I could barely get off the couch to go to bed. And I'm like one of the most high energy people ever. So I knew that that was not right. (laughs) You're very high energy. (laughs) A little bit. Sometimes it's a bit much. My husband was probably like grateful for like my (laughs) like calm it. Um, One other area as far as I want to touch on related to hormonal imbalance is that as it relates to postpartum. And, you know, you and I were kind of talking before we hit record that like this this is not necessarily like right after baby is out. This is a little bit further removed from the time from the process of, you know, the actual (laughs) three month postpartum, but like recovery, true recovery. It takes a long time. Is this, do we see hormonal imbalance after babies? I think definitely. So I think that uh, some of the biggest reasons are going to be that your body is getting back into an ovulatory rhythm. Yeah. So having a baby and not have not ovulating during those nine months is a completely normal process, different from, you know, taking birth control pills, doing the similar mechanism. It's that's artificial. Um, I think that your body trying to get back in a normal rhythm, but also building another human is extremely stressful. Your literally your body is creating another piece, another human, their mitochondria, their tissues, you're giving all your vitamins, all your nutrients to them. And your body will actually preferentially pick the baby over you, right? Like your body will literally send every calorie, every nutrient, everything to that baby. And like F you mom, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm keeping this little thing alive, which is, you know, as moms were like, yeah, that's good. I'm so glad you're doing that. But then you get to this postpartum stage and you're like, wait, I have nothing left because my body gave everything to that little baby. And during those first three months, I feel like you're such an, a whirlwind. Like I wasn't eating kale smoothies during my postpartum recovery. Oh my like there was, I was trying to remember <laughs> to take my multivitamin or my prenatal at the same time of like, take care of this little infant. Like I was barely alive. And so 
they, I feel like part of getting back your hormone, your postpartum hormone balance is going to be giving your body such good nutrition, giving it all of the, giving it all the supplements, all of the nutrients, like just really repleting that. Like if I could just give you an IV every single day, three months postpartum on just so you get all of those vitamins like back vitamin into your body. Nutrient. Yeah. Yes. I would, I would do it to everyone. Um, being ultra hydrated and then mm-hmm. working on your adrenals because stress is stress is stress. It doesn't have to be, you know, bills and it doesn't have to be your work. It doesn't have to be just external stressors. Creating another human is a, such a huge internal stressor that your adrenals are going to be so tired afterwards and really giving those adrenals a lot of love is going to be paramount to getting mm. kind of your female hormones, meaning estrogen, progesterone back on, back online. And that looks like, again, like meditation, rest, um, top potentially talk therapy, Reiki, like all of those things that really, like we talk about on this show all the time. And, and then, you know, maybe as it gets further down the road, if you're like, okay, this is, I'm not, have not bounced back properly. Then you look at something like supplements later. For sure. Okay. Yep. okay. Absolutely. And will typically we don't do blood labs until you at least had two periods postpartum. Oh, okay. And so I t- I won't, not saying you can't do seed cycling or you can't do, you know, uh, a mixture of EPO, like, a evening primrose oil, like some progesterone supportive things, you can do things in between getting a period and, um, postpartum. I would say first three months, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like three months plus you can do a lot of hormone balancing things that would be really helpful. But until you get two periods, we don't typically retest what your hormones look like. Hmm. It's just such a, it's just a very much a, like a, like a long-term process. It's like, like the nine months. Ha, are you kidding? Like, this is like, I want two kiddos. I mean, this is like my decade. I feel like of just procreation. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. It takes a lot. It takes a lot. But I think just saying this, you know, and like talking this through, through, being honest about what women endure and like how much of a priority it is to take care of ourselves on, on all of these levels, right? Like on, for me, like I talk about self-care, you're talking like, we're getting to like the physical body. It's these, it's the marriage of these things that really keep us going, but we don't, we don't prioritize ourselves. We're just taught not to. And so this is like, Everybody, ladies that are listening to the show, you can prioritize yourself in any way, shape or form, and you can feel really good. It's really possible. It is. Yeah. I also think that, and I, like, we just had our self-care mentorship thing earlier this week, and I said it out loud too. I have started to feel extremely tired because I don't prioritize myself and I don't do very good self-care. And that's why I came to you to like, get some ideas and get some clarity (laughs) around that. But I find, like, I say this out loud to a lot of patients and sometimes I don't listen to my own, you know, um, advice sometimes, but that your body will prioritize keeping you alive over keeping you happy. So your body will keep your heart breathing. It will keep your, you know, lungs beating. It will not digest all of your, you know, muscle mass to create glucose. It will keep you alive except for if you don't take care of it. And if you don't take care of you, you will get symptoms that you don't like. And that you're, I sometimes like separate out the body and like the physical biochemistry from you, the soul that lives in it. You, the soul won't like how your body feels if you don't take care of it, Mm -hmm. but your body doesn't care. It's going to keep you alive. It loves you so, 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 so much that it's going to physically keep you here on this earth and alive and to talk about it, but the soul might not like it. And so I think where we're talking is like the marriage between the two of you want to physically feel good in your body and your body wants to give that to you, but you have to do a lot of the work for it. Like it's not gonna, yeah, you have to put in the time to take care of it or it's not going to give you symptoms. It's not going to let you physically feel good. Mm Hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Last question. Does this happen to men too? Do men struggle with hormonal imbalances (laughs) or is it just us? 
<laughs> um, yes, men have hormonal imbalances, but men are a little bit simpler and they only have a couple of hormones. Theirs stay high all month long. They don't have shifts. They don't have wacky like ups and downs. And quite honestly, I, I treat men, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm going to because <laughs> You have an all women following, right? Like there's like, no men. I don't, there's like <laughs> two men who are out there and they're awesome. Okay. <laughs> One of them is my husband. <laughs> I feel like with men, unless their penis stops working or unless they've gained a bunch of weight, they're not going to come in my office. Like mm-hmm. that's just it. You know, I would say I have a handful of male patients who I absolutely love that literally all we, all we want to work on is optimization and wellness. And they want to take all the optimal vitamins to like optimize all these nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're jazzed. (laughs) I had this other camp that's like, I'm aging and I don't feel good. And here I am, but I just, they're a little simpler, but yes, they do have hormonal imbalances too. They're just a little bit simpler and men don't go to the doctor. Men don't even come to functional medicine unless they want to like really, you know, groove out to Rob Wolf podcasts and Joe Rogan and stuff. <laughs> like the biohackers of the world. I can see just like lining up to hang out with you and like get, you know, injections. And <laughs> yeah, those are, those are the men that come into my office, honestly. That's which I like, I and love that. And if you're that. listening to this, Kudos, if you're my you patient and you identify with this, I send me a message because we, <laughs> I'm talking about you. <laughs> no, I like, I actually like, I really admired those, those individuals, you know, male or female that are like, I want to, I want to make the most of my amazing body. And I'm going, and I think it's like all of us, right. Those of us that are healing and those of us that are healed yet still like optimizing in whatever way we're, we're flipping magic. We really are. And you know, it does take some investment, this whole like dance it's, it's, it takes mental investment and emotional investment. Yeah. To, to feel and good. I also think it takes patience yeah. that you like, right. You've been, I don't, I actually, I forgot how old your daughters are, but you've been like given birth or being a parent for at least probably what, five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How old is your, yeah. Really be okay. So you, you walked into this journey at least five years, if not longer. And you really can't expect your body to heal in one month, like one round of supplements or, you know, one month of meditation is not going to bring you out of a funk that took five years to create. And I think that's as women, we're impatient. We love that quick results, right? We can Google anything and find anything in five seconds. That's not how healing happens. And Mm -hmm. healing is also not linear because over this you know, year long, two year long journey that you're about to take to heal yourself, shit's going to happen. Like, right. We just got ourselves into a global pandemic, not even like a year ago. And that is going to take a huge toll on your mental, uh, mental, emotional health. It's going to be a huge stressor for you. It's going to change your routines. Like the world is going to happen. It's not going to stop revolving during your healing process. So I think another reason it's not linear is because things are going to always be thrown at you. And so I think it healing takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of like self-forgiveness because we also get into this mindset as women of like, we have to be perfect, right? Oh, my doctor told me to eat gluten-free for the rest of my life. And that means I never get to enjoy pizza hut. Like I never get to have another, like, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't even know why I haven't had pizza hut in decades, but I just, you know, it's like you, you get this like idea that you can never have a, what are those like grandma's cookies ever again? Like you, and that's just, that's asinine. You have, you know, you're going to be on this earth for a hundred years and you're really not going to have another cookie for the rest of your life. Like cut it out. You're not going to be perfect. And you shouldn't expect yourself to be perfect. Right. And so patience, like self-love, self-forgiveness, like figuring out what your realistic goals are mm-hmm. and then go with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what healing is. Oh man. I love talking to you. I just, I don't know, maybe in my next life, I'd like to be you. Like you told that lady on the shuttle, like, <laughs> dude, this is so cool. And just, yes. Um, okay. Are you taking, for anyone that listeners that are in Twin Cities, are you taking new clients right now? I know you guys are really busy. 
I am. Okay. Um, we are taking new patients. Yep. And then we also, you can find me on, you know, Instagram. We like to use our little social soapbox to just promote, you know, educate people. Honestly, that's like my whole intention with Instagram is just to educate that there's another way of doing things, that there's a, a place locally that thinks about you in the way that you think about yourself. And, you know, we're literally creating a new sector of medicine over here that looks at things differently and that we're your local weirdos. Oh, love the local weirdos. <laughs> I actually, I like save so many of your, your posts on Instagram. You guys posted about water. I think last week I'm yep. like, I have my, the top of my birthday list is a Berkey because obviously like it's a, if anyone is like, what is that? It's a big um, water filter system. And then, but I didn't know that there was something called a Soma, which you also posted about. So I looked into that. And then I think, was it yesterday? We're talking about like adrenal supports in food, which I was like, okay, saving this, like I, (laughs) all of the resources. And then we did a fun post together on self-care during the cycle, which I love that topic. Um, I love that topic. Good work, you guys. Just putting out the resources. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we try because it's, it's so important that not only like I find my role in your care is to teach you how to care for yourself, right? I'm going to give you the information. I'm going to give you a guide to how to do it, but ultimately you've got to do all the work and I'm not going to be around forever. You're not going to be like, unless you want to see me forever. I mean, you can, please, you can see me for the rest of your life, except for the fact that like, at some point you've got to take care of yourself, right? Like you have to be able to when you're sick, know what to do. When you're having period cramps, know what to do, or at least have a resource. But I, I guess my how I view myself is not necessarily for you to become dependent on me, but mm-hmm. for me to teach you how to care for yourself, how to care for your children, how to care for your family members, and everyone live their best life. Live their best life. Their best life. Plus, please. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you, Dr. Cassie. This is amazing. Yes. Subscribe right now, everybody to (laughs) integrative medicine, to the show, to healing. We can live a good life. That's for sure. Thank you. This has been fun. I love talking to you. You you're so magnetic. Thanks for tuning in everyone. Thanks to Dr. Cassie for sharing all of her insight. And thanks to our show sponsor, Odell, for being a part of this yoga magic community. If you like this episode, if you learned something that helped you out or something you want to dive into a little bit more, please consider sharing it on Instagram and tagging at yoga magic podcast. That's really how this show grows is when you share it with your friends, you help out others who are looking for more self-care and self-discovery. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week. Thank you.